us from John chapter 19. John chapter 19. We're going to be reading just the verses 28 through 30 of this chapter. John chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. What we hear now is God's word. After this, Jesus knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. But we have, for the last several weeks together, been looking at the seven last words of Jesus from the cross. We have heard his word of forgiveness spoken to those around him. We heard his word of promise spoken to the thief crucified next to him. His word of comfort and concern for his mother. And last Sunday, that word of agony spoken to his God. Tonight, we will look at the fifth and sixth word from the cross, I thirst and it is finished. Our focus will be on that sixth word, it is finished. What is the it, kids, that is finished? Jesus said, it is finished. Was he simply saying that his life was over? He was going to die now? Is that the it that was finished? No, it was much more than that. The it that was finished was the work his father gave him to do. The father sent the son to earth with a particular task to accomplish the redemption of each and every one of God's people. And now, hanging on the cross, having spoken the word of agony, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus knows. It is finished. The work is now done. That, that work of Jesus Christ that had been prefigured throughout the Scriptures, promised, prophesied throughout the Scriptures. He hangs there fulfilling the Scriptures as he says it is finished. Already back in the Garden of Eden, there was the promise that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Satan would be dealt a death blow. That's what's going on here on the cross. In, in the ministry of Moses, God's appointed leader for his people prefigured the work of Jesus Christ. Moses, who would lead God's people out of captivity, prepare them to enter into the freedom of the promised land. That's what's going on here. Jesus finishing the work to release us from that greatest captivity, the captivity to sin and leading us 
into the glorious promised land of blessing, living with him forever. In the Old Testament, kingship prefigured the work of Jesus Christ. King David, the quintessential king of Israel. Remember, children, that shepherd king. David was a shepherd, one who was used to tending and caring for the flock Jesus Christ now, that great King of kings, who would continue even after his death to guide and provide for his people. It is finished. The work has been accomplished. The task the Father gave him to do is done. Jesus Christ, who came to to fulfill not only the prophets, but to fulfill the law as well. We saw that in his third word from the cross, his concern about his mother, to honor his mother, to keep the law of God. He now offers up the perfect obedience that God required. Adam had been told, do this and live. But Adam failed. He failed to to follow the instructions God had given to him. Jesus comes as the second Adam, the one who comes and offers complete and total obedience to the Father. It is finished. The keeping of the law has been accomplished. Jesus' work is done. Tonight in the supper, we are going to take bread, a sign and seal of the body of Christ to remind us that while he was truly divine, he was also truly human. He did this work for humanity. He did the work that that we as fallen men and women could not do. Christ came and did the work completely, taking our sin upon himself, giving perfect obedience to the Father. It is finished. He did it for us. There's nothing else that we need to do. Jesus Christ has done it all, fulfilling the Scriptures. It is finished. We read in our text after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, and to fulfill the Scriptures, said, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. Jesus drank the sour wine. He did this to fulfill the Scriptures. He did this to to do everything necessary to finish the work God had given him to do, to pay the price for our sin, and to satisfy the justice of God. Adam, in his failure, had earned God's wrath, had earned God's anger, and we in him. Jesus comes and and he will will take this, this, this wine, this sour wine, on his own lips as a picture to fulfill the scriptures. It was not just to satisfy his parched throat. But as we've said many times throughout this sermon series, Jesus knew the Psalms well. He knew 
that to take wine was a picture of the wrath of God. From Psalm 75, verse 8. For the hand, in the hand of the Lord, there is a cup with foaming wine well mixed, and he pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to its dregs. Jesus, in taking this wine, is taking all the wrath, all the anger, and he he drinks it in. He had just prayed earlier this week, Father, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. And now, to accomplish the work God had given him to do from the cross, he calls out, I thirst. I am ready to take the full punishment, all the wrath. And he drinks the cup down to its dregs. Tonight, we will take the wine, a picture of the poured out blood of Christ. And yet we take it not as a symbol of God's wrath, but we take that wine, the wine of joy and gladness, because it is finished. Jesus has done everything necessary. He has drunk the full wine of God's wrath. We read in verse 30, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. He had lived a perfect and sinless life on earth. He had died an atoning death for each and every one of his people, and now he declares, it is finished. The work is done. The, uh, a, a declaration of the complete sufficiency of the work of Jesus Christ. There is nothing left to be offered to God. And our suffering could never add one single bit to the suffering of Jesus Christ. He suffered the full wrath of God poured out upon him. We don't have to suffer anything for our salvation. We could not add anything to the finished work of Christ. It is finished. The complete sufficiency of the work. Jesus Christ, obedient to the very end. There is no obedience we need to add to the finished work of Christ. We could not even, even our very best works are still stained with sin. Jesus gave perfect, total, and complete obedience, sufficiently doing everything necessary to secure our salvation. It is finished. And this glorious sixth word from the cross that he speaks, this word he speaks for everyone who is united to Him. This word He speaks for each and every one of His own people. This word He speaks on our behalf. He paid the debt we could not pay. 
He offered the obedience we could not offer. He drank the cup we could not even hold. And he did this for each and every one of his own. It is finished. The work is done. And salvation has been accomplished for all of God's chosen people. Did he do that work for you? Have you embraced this Jesus Christ, this one and only perfect Savior? This one who, who took the full wrath of God, this one who provided all obedience, have you embraced him as Savior and Lord of your life? Do you know him as your, your only hope in life and in death? That you would belong to this faithful Savior. If you do not, Jesus calls out tonight. Put your faith and your trust and your hope in Him alone. He is the only one who could, who could truly take this sixth word on His lips. It is finished. He is the only one. We could not do it. No one else could do it for us. Save Jesus Christ who would do this work on our behalf. Put your faith in Him. Tonight we gather to commemorate His finished work as we come to the table of the Lord, and, and, and we gather to celebrate. It's, it's a bit of a strange celebration as we recall His death, as we recall His agony, as we recall this sorrow He went through. But, but He did it all for us. And in that, we take great joy. And we do rejoice this evening in the songs that we sing. And we rejoice as we come to the table and are reminded again of the complete forgiveness of all of our sins through the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It is Good Friday night, a time to commemorate, a time to celebrate the glorious work of Jesus Christ because it is finished. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we will never understand, never comprehend what our Savior Jesus Christ went through on that crucifixion day. And yet we know, O oh God, and we embrace by faith that it was all for us. Thank you for his finished work Thank you that he offered the one and only perfect sacrifice for sin in our behalf. Thank you that he accomplished all obedience for us, that which we could not do. Lord God, tonight help us to remember and help us to celebrate the blessing of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The blessing of coming to his table to take and eat and take and drink and remember and believe what he has done for us. Oh, Lord God, accept our gratitude and our praise, for we offer it in Jesus' name. Amen.